Hello, and welcome to the Apostolic Church Liverpool podcast. We hope the message you're about to listen to will inspire you, will be a blessing to you, and give you perspective in life. For more of such messages, you can visit our website at www.tac-lona.org.uk. You can also access other messages and resources from our YouTube channel, The Apostolic Church Europe. We hope you're blessed and inspired by today's message. God bless you. Here's the message. I want to go on to the third section of it, of the first part, which is the Lord is great design part three. And I want to go down to, uh, to go on to those that is in Zion. But I'm not sure we are ready for that yet. That may be really, really tough. That's some tough, tough message. So I just thought, okay, let's leave that to the Holy Spirit give us a go ahead because that's a very tough, tough one. And I pray we will get to that area in Jesus' name where we will not be afraid of tough, tough one. So let's move to the second part. He is I above all the peoples. Another version says he is I above all nations. So now we all know there's a name for that. It's called Elion. Elion, the most high. Elion, the most high. Now, the Lord is great in Zion. That primarily tells us that in Zion, the city of David, in the place of Koinonia, the Lord shows himself faithful at all time to his people. But he's also high above all peoples. So in Zion, that is with people, all peoples, all nations, meaning the unbelievers as well, all nations. Now, they might not believe it, but the Lord rules in the affairs of men. Hallelujah. He's high. He governs the word, which is providence. He governs his church by grace. But he governs the, the world and the church by his son. But the most important is that he is in charge. Either we agree or not, as we learn from the story. Now, the problem we have is this. I'm into education as well. Too many times the students have been taught in the school about uh, self, self-esteem, self-actualization, self-this, self-that, self-this. That, that's what they, you want you to focus on yourself. Now, there's nothing wrong in those ones. But what about God's esteem? What about, that, that is, the, that is the, the, the direction. Because when you find, when you find yourself in him, that is when your life finds a meaning. When Peter said, you are God. The son of the most High said, ah. See, you did not just receive this revelation. My father must have revealed to you. Now I say, you are, you are, you are not, you are now, you are a rock. It is in him finding God that it is in there that he now finds himself. Praise God. So what happened then is that we now lost sight of the fact that God is sovereign. We now get into rat race. And like always said, the problem with rat race Praise God. 
God rules in the affairs of men. He is the most high. We need to acknowledge that. Our wealth, your ability, your intellect, your work, your family, your husband, your wife, your children, all belong to Jesus. We brought nothing to this world and it's sure and certain that you are taking nothing out of this world. Hallelujah. So I think the earlier we as Christians learn that, the better. So we take things easy. And we take things, we just do what Jesus said and give us an advice. Matthew 6, 33, seek me first. Don't forget, just, and that's it. We can do a, mess, a series on that. Why did he say seek him first? The reason is because in him, your life finds meaning. Before you marry, before you buy that car, before you get that job, why is he saying seek him? Because in Jeremiah it said, before you are formed in the womb, I know you. He has planned for you. He knows that plan. He's the manufacturer. He knows you. But when you seek him first, and his kingdom, and his righteousness, then he knows everything that will bring your way, that will actualize your own part in the kingdom. That's a part for you in the kingdom. When you seek him, the problem is that we seek those things. When we get there, we don't want to seek God. But the things that we have acquired, the people that we have acquired around you, will not actually not stop you from fulfilling your own part in that kingdom. That's the reason why you gave you that and seek me first. Because he knows that you are going to be a pastor, then he knows the wife is going to give you to accomplish that purpose for you. He knows that you are going to be this. Then he knows the right person, the right people, the right environment to accomplish what he has. That is the reason why he gave you that wisdom. Hallelujah. So let's see the testimony of um, a pagan king. He is the one that when God humbled him, he said God is Elion the most high. King Nebuchadnezzar. Let's learn from his lifestyle. Now, we're just going to be doing a bit of Bible study this morning, if you don't mind. It's going to be more Bible studies. Now, in Daniel 4, 1 to 3, this is the story of Nebuchadnezzar the king. We all know King Nebuchadnezzar is a one man, is the character of this man. But this man is a very intelligent man. He's a great man. At that time, his kingdom is over more than half of the whole world. He is so powerful and strong. He's stronger than anything you can ever think of. He's not been defeated. Remember, he was the one that, that defeated Judah and took them captives. He is strong and powerful. But this, this thing that he wrote in Daniel 4, because after this time in Daniel 4, we didn't hear much about him again. So I have a feeling we're going to see him ever. Because of the way he wrote. If you, if you read the first part he wrote, you would think it's Brother Paul that was right. That was right. I wrote that. Let's see what he wrote. He said, Nebuchadnezzar the king to all peoples, nations, and languages that dwell on the heart. Peace be multiplied unto you. Can you do you see that? I like, 
Another version, peace, grace, and peace be multiplied to you. And I read different versions. And it's as if Brother Paul that wrote this. But that was a pagan king that wrote that. Then one thing comes to me, to my mind, as I was reading this few days ago. I said, those that see God, when they talk, you will know. You know, Brother Paul, look at the story also as Saul. When he met God, anytime he said, see, I don't care about me. For me to live is kind to die. I care about nothing. So everything I acquire, my degrees, my everything, I count it as tongues for the excellency of Christ. Then that is the opening part of every letter he wrote. Peace be unto you. So Nebuchadnezzar has seen God. Both of them learned the hard way. We will not learn the hard way in Jesus' name. So he said, peace be unto you. He said, listen, is, this is like a testimony. He's writing a testimony. He said, I thought it good to declare the signs and wonders that the most high God has worked for me. How great are his signs and how mighty his wonders. His kingdom is an everlasting kingdom and his dominion is for generations to generations. Shout hallelujah. Nebuchadnezzar, the king. The testimony of he said, I thought it good to declare. Now, I like thank God for the testimony that we gave this morning. It's always good to declare our testimony. How the Lord has helped us. He's giving in testimony in this part. He said, this kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. He is the Alpha and the Omega. You don't, you don't need to accept it. But it's good for us to accept it. But it doesn't change anything. That is the beginning, the end, the Alpha, the Omega, the all in all. He created everything and everything was created for him and by him. Shout hallelujah. The earlier we understand that, the better. Hallelujah. Now, let's look at, before we go, come to this, now, let's do a bit of uh, precept. Yeah, just go back a little bit. Let's see, let's study the life of this man. In Daniel chapter 2, we know what happened there. The same man had a dream. In that dream, he saw a, a golden, he saw a statue. That statue have different parts. A golden part, a wooden part, a clay part, and all of that. But the problem with him is that when he woke up, he did not remember that dream. So he called all the astrologers, the magicians, the suits, everybody in the kingdom by decree. And he said, I had a dream. I want you to tell me my dream and also interpret it for me. What kind, who does that? Tell me my dream or interpret, and interpret it for me or I kill you all. And they could not say, no, king, live long. But there's nobody that, there's no one on earth that can do that. But there came Daniel. Daniel said, king, give us 30 days. Let's go and pray about this. He went and prayed. Daniel came. He said, the Lord most high. The ones that see us things, that the secret things belong to God, but those things that are revealed belong to you. They has revealed to us. He said, this is your dream, and these are the interpretation. Now, one of the interpretation was that his kingdom is so wide and big, but he will not, that kingdom will not last forever. Because there's only one God that lasts forever from generation to generation. Because 
Nebuchadnezzar is beginning to think that it's going to last forever. Is the Alpha and the Omega. He says, so currently you are the gold held. But as you go down, that kingdom will diminish. It will come to clear. It will come. And it will, so it will go from that empire to a different empire. We'll go to the Roman Empire. We'll go to the it will go to different parts. And today it will go to Europe. And we have most of the European countries, Americans now, they are the one that hold world power. Started from Egypt. Then goes down and down and down and down. He did not accept it. So he agreed. He said, the Lord that revealed this to me, let it be the God that everybody served. No, he so much agreed with that. But he did not believe the power that it will not reign forever. So, in chapter 3, he did something else. He created a golden image. Everything from the head to toe is a gold. Now, he's trying to say something there. That even though that revelation says that some parts are gold, some parts are silver, some parts are clay, some parts are gold, but he said his kingdom from the head to toe will be golden. He will last forever. So he created this golden image. This was his ethos, his idea. And now say everybody should come down and bow for that idea, for that image. And everybody did. But these three, three guys, Shadrach, Mesach, and Abednego, say, we will not bow down for your God. We will not bow down. He said, the God that will serve. And these three guys, remember, they are friends to Daniel. He said, the God that will serve. He is able to save us. But even if he does not, we are ready to die in the furnace of fire. So they say, you know what? Just make that fire seven times hotter. You can see this guy, the, the kind of psychic that he has. He makes it seven times hotter. They throw them. The Bible says that the people that even throw them do not survive the fumes. But as they got into the fire, he stepped up. He said, is it not three people that we put into the fire? How come we see four? He said, the manner of the fourth person is like the son of God. Who told him? That same guy named Kadnesa in chapter three. Then he said, he ordered them to bring them out. He said, this God. He now make a proclamation that this hey. same God. Is okay. The everyone. Everybody should serve. That's chapter three. Then in chapter four, he forgot about all of that. So there's something about, see, knowing about God and knowing God. Most time, Christians, we know about God. Then we don't really know God. When you know God, you know him for yourself, not in what somebody said. You need to, like Sister Mishan told us on Thursday, you need to, to unlearn and relearn to know God because that itself will give you confidence. So this is what happened. So I just give you a, a bit of flashback to know what happened prior to this time. Okay. Now, the next one in verse, let's go from verse four. He said, I, Nebuchadnezzar, now it's not start talking. He said, I was at rest in my, I want to turn, see if you got a Bible like my words, your Bible, you didn't borrow it. You can underline some keywords. He said, I was at rest in my house and flourishing in my palace. And I saw, I want to underline a few things. Hi, 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 me, my, myself, I, I, I saw a dream which made me afraid. And I thought on my bed, 
and the vision of my head troubled me. Therefore, I issued a decree to bring in all the wise men of Babylon before me that they may make known to me the interpretation of the dream. Then the magician, the astrologers, the Chaldeans, and the soothsayer came in, and I told them the dream, but they did not make known to me its interpretation. So this time around, he had a dream, but he remembered the dream. He called the same people, and they said, it's not that they, now there's something, I was, I read that again and again and again last night. I was thinking about, can we go back to that one? Now, two things I was thinking as I was reading that, I was waiting for the Holy Spirit to interpret that for me. But he said, but they did not make known to me. So it's not that they did not know, but they did not make known. It means that they know, but they are afraid to tell him. Because before I was thinking, is it because they don't have the Holy Spirit? So what the Spirit is saying, they cannot interpret it. But he said they know, but they did not make known. So they are afraid because of the interpretation of that particular dream. Next verse. Then he now says that, but at last Daniel came before me. His name is Belshazzar, according to the name of my God. In him is the spirit of the Holy God. And I told the dream before him, saying, Belshazzar, chief of the magicians, so, see, if you see the psychic of this man, he believed that there are so many gods. But Daniel's God is one of those gods, but this one happens to be higher than all the other gods. Because you will see him saying gods, gods. Because I know the spirit of the holy God is in you. And no secret trouble you explain to me the vision of my dream that I have seen and its interpretation. Now, few things I want to bring to our attention from that verse. If we look at that verse. He says there, he said, Hi, Nebuchadnezzar, what I rest in my house. Rest in my house and flourishing. Whereas the Bible says there's no peace for the wicked. So if they don't know Christ, people that don't know Christ, they are not the citizens of Zion. It's only a matter of time. God has been pursuing this man for 30 years. So that's Peace is an illusion. He is living in the city of Noah, in the city created by Cain. There is no peace for the wicked. Now, I need to say this so that you don't envy people. That's the reason why I'm saying this. He's in his own illusion, he said, I am in my house flourishing. What is the definition of being flourishing? There is no flourishing without God, without Christ. Because how many years are you going to spend on this earth? We have eternity. He said, I was my. So that's an illusion. That's a false peace of the ungodly. So, and some of them do say that when they tell you about something, why don't you pray and fast? Oh, I've never fasted before, but not, I've never fallen sick. Hmm. False illusion. Uh, why don't you give? Uh, no, no, I've never given before, but the Lord has always blessed me. Why don't you do this? Uh, what about this person? He's never done that. God has never done that. That's this false illusion. It is the spirit of Adam that gives you an illusion with a belief that a false sense of security. Whereas, 
God has been trying, is throwing all those goodness across to you to get your attention. Because it's merciful. It doesn't want you to forsake his mercy. This is the disguise of graceless men. They run, see, and the only time they now run to God is when everything else fails. And God cannot be mocked. And that's one part in the Bible that keep telling people that God cannot be mocked. Seek the Lord when you can see him now. Challenges of life will come. And it doesn't matter who we have, good, bad, doesn't matter. Challenges of life are part of life. They will come. But seek the Lord now where you can find them. Praise God. Then John, I have something to say. Jonah 2 8. And this is the verse the Lord gave us on Thursday. That they that observe lying vanities, they are forsaking their own mercy. All those things are lying vanities. It's a false sense of security. Now, the third one. So, what was the content of the dream? Let's read it together. It says, these were the visions of my head while on my bed. I was looking and behold a tree in the midst of the heart, and its height was great. The tree grew and became strong. It reached reached to the heavens, and it could be seen to the ends of the heart. Its leaves were lovely, its fruits abundant, and was for food, for all. The beasts of the field found shade under it, balls of the heavens dwells in its branches, and all flesh was fed from it. I saw in the vision of my head while on my bed that there was a washer, a holy one, coming down from heaven. That's an angel. Just looking at the whole thing. So, let's move on. Next. Then he cried out and said, said, chop down the tree. Cut it down. We have given him so much grace. 30 years we've been following this man. said, cut him down. The Bible says any tree all the tree that does not bear good food, they will be uprooted, they will be cut down, and they will be burned down. This is the word of God. It's just affirming the word of God. Any tree that does not, Jesus did the same thing when he was going past and saw that tree, and it, he said, he was only wanted to eat from me, he said, no one will eat from you again. And they dried up. Some say immediately, some say the next time they came. He said, cut it down. Let the bees get out from under it. The birds from its branches. Nevertheless, look at the mercy of God. He said, leave the storm and root on the heart. Bound with a band of iron and bruise. In the tender grass of the Let it be wet with the dews of heaven. And let him graze with the bees on the grass of the heart. Let his heart be changed from that of a man. Let him be given the heart of a beast. And let seven times pass over him. He said, cut it down. He said, cut him down. He said, after you cut him down, but don't take the root out. God is still giving, showing. God is merciful. But we should not forsake our mercies by lying vanities. He said, don't, he said, don't take it. Just that he will not be human. He will be like an oxen or a cow. That's a human being. He said, he will run, his mind will run mind. Uh, Mad. It will hit grass like a cow. His body will grow ears. And it's actually medically possible because I checked it out. 
That was the dream. And that's the decision of the washes. Praise God. And Daniel came. Daniel said, okay. So we carry on, is that the next one? Now, King Nebuchadnezzar have seen. Now, Bessar declare his interpretation. Since all the wise men of Bikram are not able to make known to me the interpretation, but you are able, for the spirit of the Lord God is in you. Praise God. Now, the few things we can learn from there is that. Number one, it is what the spirit of God reveals to you. It takes the spirit of God to interpret it for you. That's number one. Then the second thing we also learn from Daniel is that while others could not, not that they don't have interpretation, because it's a very easy dream to interpret. You don't need to be an interpreter to interpret that. But Daniel does not whitewash it. Daniel spoke to the king. He declared straight. Let's go to the next verse. The interpretation of the deal. He said, then Daniel, whose name was Bethsaida, was astonished for a time. He thought about it. He needed interpretation. So then the king spoke and said, Bethsaida, do not let the demonstration trouble you. <laughs> he said, and Daniel, I'm not troubled. I'm just troubled for you. He said, my Lord. Daniel answered, said, my Lord, may the dream concern those who hate you. And the scripture concern your enemies. Let's go. The tree that you saw, which grew and become strong, whose height reached to the heavens and which could not be seen by the earth, whose leaves were lovely and its fruit abundant, which was food and all, under which the birds of the fields and those branches, the, the birds of the heaven are their own. It is you. Do you know how much courage that takes? To go to the man that rules more than half of the world at that time. You know those kings that time, they can do... This is the man that said, people should tell me him his dream and interpret it. If they can't, he'll kill them and their families and their children. And he was going to do it. Then Daniel, with the Spirit of God, said, listen, you are the one. And that gives us confidence and hope. It also gives me confidence and hope. And sometimes when God sends message and difficult message, we don't whitewash it. We say it. We preach it. We say it. Some may not like it, but we have to be justified. Praise God. The Bible has already said it in Matthew 7, 19. It says, everything that does not be a good food to be caught down and thrown into the lake of fire. But Daniel, be merciful, said God is merciful. He knew his God. He said, Oh, God is merciful. He said, God can still forgive you. He said, God can still change this dream. Then he told him what to do, which I'm going to tell you this morning. What did he ask him to do? Next one. So, he said, therefore, okay, let my advice be acceptable to you. Daniel, love him. He said, Break off your sin by being righteous, brethren. Break off your sins. He said, break it up and be, be righteous. Because it is righteousness that exalts. And sin is a reproach. He said, break it up. It doesn't matter you've done it for the last 40 years. God is just extending grace and mercy unto you. He said, break it up. He said, and your iniquities by showing mercy. 
He said, be generous. Give. Show mercy to the poor. Everything, your kingdom, you need to know like David. This, the Bible says, and David knew the Lord has exalted him for the sake of his people, not for his sake. That is what Nebuchadnezzar did not know. He thought all his wealth, all his power was for him. He said, you can still change that righteousness results. And sin is a reproach that righteousness is what exalts. He advised him, break off your sins. Break off your sins by being righteous. Stop the iniquities. Show mercy as a king. But Nebuchadnezzar was broken down for a few days. He stopped some of the few things he was doing. And the Lord gave him how many? One year, 12 months exactly. God is merciful. He must have sent different witnesses to you at different times. And you must have, sometimes we must have refused to listen to him because before those challenges come our way. Break off your sins. Now, in Daniel 28, see, okay. In Daniel 28, verse 2, uh, 4, 28 to 33, and all these came upon King Nebuchadnezzar at the end of the 12 months. He had the opportunity to repent. He had the opportunity to change. He was advised. The king spoke. He did the same thing again. He got up one morning and he said, is this not this great Babylon that I have built for a royal dwelling in my mighty power and for the honor of my majesty? He said, while the Lord was still, while that word was still in his mouth, a voice fell from heaven. That same revelation. The voice came from heaven. Said, King Nebuchadnezzar, to you it is spoken, the kingdom has departed from you. That will not be your portion in Jesus' name. And they shall drive you from men, and you dwell with the bees of the field. Next, they shall make you eat grass like oxen. And seven times, seven years shall pass over you until you know that the most high, early on, rules. We don't own anything. The opportunity that even you are here in this country as I'm talking, it is, and for those of you that are watching at home, but like those of all those different parts, they're saying the same thing. There is a reason why God brought you to this country. Don't go and be doing seven days, seven nights. Don't die. There is a reason why God brought you to it. It is not for you to accumulate, to accumulate. How much can you accumulate? How much house can you buy? How much wealth can you build? God brought you here. There are no coincidences in God. There is a reason. And the reason why is God is still extending his grace to us. Because God does not wish that hell if you perish. You have to understand. He said that very hour, that word was fulfilled concerning the Bukadnezah. He was driven out from men and he had grass like housing. His body was wet with the dew of heaven till his ear had grown like eagle's feathers and his nail like claws. But he had the opportunity. And this can happen in so many ways. The Bible says because they have refused to follow and listen, he said he has given them over to reprobate mind. That's the reprobate mind. 
But the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 7, 14, if my people are called by my name, shall humble themselves. Are we ready to humble ourselves this morning? Humble themselves and pray and seek my face that you understand it is not about your job. It is not about your status. It's not about your title. It's not about you. And shall turn away from their wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven and forgive their sins and heal their land. Amen. And at the end of the time, see what he would have done seven years ago or eight years ago. He said, I lifted up my eyes to heaven. Isn't that what the Lord is asking us to do now? He said, I lifted up. Oh, that is all he has to do. Acknowledge Jesus. Acknowledge God. And my understanding returned to me. But the thing is this. Do we want it our way or God's way? Because that way, he will break us. He will. <laughs> he will. At the end of the day, look at it. He said, Little my eyes in heaven, and my understanding returned to me, and I bless the most and praise the most and honor him who lives forever, for his dominion is an everlasting dominion, and his kingdom is from generation to generation, and all the inhabitants of the heart are reputed as nothing. He does according to his will in the army of heaven, and among the inhabitants of the earth, no one can restrain his hand or say to him, what have you done? The Yoruba people, a part in Nigeria, we always say, Kabiyo Kosi. So, what can we pick from this? Today, I have so many illustrations, but I don't have time to give the illustration. What we can keep quick here today is have a humble, a heart of humble adoration. And that's the reason why I always say that before we do praise and worship, as I said, let's do the prayer first so that everybody will calm down. So that at that time where we're worshiping God, we're not just coming in and going out and just doing anything. That time, our heart should be tuned unto God humble adoration, worship him for who he is. From our hearts, not the the I mean, not the eloquence of the instrumentation and all of that, but our heart, those that worship him, will worship him in spirit and in truth. Show a heart of unquestioning acceptance that whatever he will not do, let it remain undone. Exercise the spirit of reference for God. Reference for God is, see, reference for God, you are the one that will determine is not using phone in the church. It's not listening to message and looking at time. Because if you, if you take it before the king and you stand before the king and they are giving you a title, you will not do that. That's the king and queens of this world. Reference for God, reference, because he sees all things. Those that honor me, I will honor. Let your spirit have profound delight in God. Then I have a question for you as we round up. Who is the king of your life? Are you the king? Who is in charge? Who is in charge? I pray the Lord help us this morning in Jesus' name. The Bible says, come unto me, all who are labored and heavily laden, and I will give you rest. We will stop there. There are so many things I have to say.
that we don't have much time. May the Lord give us understanding in Jesus' name.